0: Dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mange. Joanna Mummy is on standby with the health segment. Today, she will talk about premature birth. Thereafter, Brother Ian will be joining us during the Bible segment to talk about working out our salvation. But first, let us listen to Gracious sing us with a song, Abide with Me. <laughs> Welcome back to your listener. It's now time for the health segment with Joanne Omanger.
1: Hello listener. Welcome to today's health program. Today, we're going to talk about premature birth. I am your presenter. Joan Malika is a 28-year-old Pakistani woman who lived with a traditional family in a small village until she found a job in a garment factory and moved to a large city. She began spending her weekends with new friends talking, drinking alcohol, and trying street drugs as they could be found. Her new lifestyle and the casual sex that went along with it resulted in her becoming pregnant. It was a difficult pregnancy. She suffered multiple episodes of vaginal bleeding throughout her pregnancy, and her baby boy was born four weeks early with severe breathing problems because his lungs were not yet fully developed. The World Health Organization identifies babies born prematurely and with low birth weight as the 10th leading cause of death on Earth, being responsible for more than 1 million deaths every year. Today, I want to talk about premature births, their causes and what you can do to help ensure a normal pregnancy. A normal pregnancy lasts 40 weeks. Prematurity is defined as a birth that occurs more than three weeks early. Because the developing infant has less time to mature inside its mother's womb, it is at risk of being born with serious medical problems. As was the case with Malika's baby, there may be several breathing problems because the lungs have not yet fully developed. There is also an increased risk of bleeding into baby's brain at the time of birth, vision and hearing problems, and even nerve-related problems such as cerebral palsy and learning disabilities later in life. If labor begins extremely early, doctors can try to delay it using medicines to give the baby more time to fully develop. Unfortunately, the medicines used to delay labor can cause the mother complications, so the doctor must weigh those risks against the baby's risk from being born prematurely. If the mother is going to labor earlier than the 28th week of pregnancy, the doctor will probably give some medicines. If the pregnancy has lasted more than 28 weeks, labor and delivery will probably be allowed to proceed without making attempts to delay. The specific cause of any particular premature birth is often not clear but risk factors involve things that interfere with the blood supply to the mother's womb. Major risk factors include such lifestyle and diet issues as smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, using street drugs, poor nutrition, and being overweight. Also, untreated medical problems such as high blood pressure and diabetes or stressful life events such as the death of a loved one can increase the risk. So. What can a pregnant woman do to lower her risk of delivering a premature, low birth weight baby? God allows women to participate in His work of creation by giving them the ability to be pregnant. That is a high honor as well as an enormous responsibility. If you are pregnant, provide an environment that ensures your baby the best possible chance to develop normally. Living a healthy lifestyle will help. Avoid dangerous activities such as smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, or using street drugs. That will help to prevent premature labor and delivery of a low birth weight infant by allowing a normal volume of blood flow to your womb. If it is possible, see a doctor who can monitor both your health and your baby's health regularly during your pregnancy. Also, eat healthy foods throughout your pregnancy. Eating natural, nutritious food rather than unhealthy snacks. Get treatment for any chronic medical conditions you may have, diseases such as diabetes and high blood pressure. Finally, limit your stress as much as is possible. Set aside quiet time every day to relax and ask for help doing tasks that are difficult for you to do. Many women who are pregnant worry that having sex during pregnancy may harm their baby or cause a premature birth. As long as your pregnancy is proceeding normally, you can have sex as often as you like. Sex during early pregnancy will not cause you to lose your pregnancy. The fluid that surrounds babies in the womb protects them as they develop, so your sexual activity will not be hurtful to them. As long as you are comfortable in the sexual positions you take, your baby should not be harmed. It may be better not to have sex while pregnant. However, if you have had unexplained vaginal bleeding or if you are leaking fluid from your vagina. If you are pregnant and begin having labor prematurely, what should you do? Will your baby have problems such as Malika's baby had when he was born? A low birth weight baby is defined as an infant weighing less than 5 pounds or 2,500 grams at the time of its birth. Research shows that 15 to 20 percent of low birth weight babies have some bleeding into their brain during delivery, so your doctor will need to give your baby medicines just after delivery to lower your risk of developing a deadly bleed. High blood sugar in the first few hours of life is another common problem in low birth weight babies, and your doctor must treat that. Mothers have an important part to play as well. It is very important that your low birth weight baby be given the best possible nutrition following birth. Breast milk is ideal for your baby, so you must breastfeed your baby if you have adequate milk. In summary, while all premature births cannot be avoided, you can follow some sensible and helpful strategies that will lower the risks. Avoid lifestyle evils such as smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, and using street drugs. Eat nutritious food, have your medical conditions treated, and limit your stress your baby will have a better chance of developing normally. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Dukley, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Until next time, I have been your presenter, Joan Omambia. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to listener, and I hope that you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. For your views, comments, or questions about the program, kindly write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276 76 100 Nairobi, Kenya, or drop an email at awr.nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now have an item from gracious singers entitled, Agakana Isira Yonsi.
2: we mm-hmm. Sama <laughs>
0: time for the Bible segment. Join me as I invite Brother Ian. Welcome, bro.
3: Greetings in Jesus' name, dear listener. Welcome to our study today. The topic of our study is working out your salvation, and it's based on the book of Philippians, chapter 2. I'm your presenter, Ian Muse. If I want to quit smoking, yet I don't throw everything out, every cigarette, every ashtray, every little lighter that reminds me of the habit, am I serious about quitting? No. If I keep even half a cigarette at home, I'm really telling myself I'm going to fail and I'm keeping it there for when I fail. It's talking yourself right into defeat. The only way to victory is to get rid of everything that reminds you of that habit. If I want to quit listening to hard rock music because I realize it's ruining my Christian experience, but I have my stereo set up in the living room and I have all my rock tapes and CDs displayed there, do you think that I will actually quit? Is it likely that I'll be delivered ...from it when I'm being tempted every time I walk in the living room? No. I must throw them all away. Because every time I see those tapes and CDs... ...the flesh, carnal nature, is going to crave that music. Don't purposely allow sin to surround you... ...while asking to be delivered from it. Don't keep drugs in the house and ask to be delivered from drugs. Don't keep alcohol in your home or in your car or at your workplace while asking to be delivered from it. Don't keep pornographic material in the house and say, Lord, I don't want to last. If you really want to make the biblical claim, I am dead to sin. Romans 6 verse 2 to 11. Get rid of the things that tempt you and then you will gain the victory. If we keep wrong things around us, it's a sign that we don't really believe that we can be delivered from them. By our actions, We are saying that we are planning at some point to pick up right where we left off. Now that this point is very important in God's plan for victory over bad habits. James chapter 1 verse 12 to 15 declares, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of love, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. The devil cannot make you do anything. The devil can pressure you. The devil can persecute you. The devil can solely tempt you. But God has not allowed the devil the ability power to make you or me sin for sin to occur we must first allow the temptation into our minds the bible says when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin james chapter 1 verse 15 it can be a lust for alcohol a lust for smoking a lust for honor a lust for overeating a lust for impatient or angry or to use profanities or some other carnal thing. When the lustful thought comes to your mind, a door appears. You can allow the wrong thought in, or you can slam the door shut. Remember that to be tempted by a sinful thought is not sin. To allow the thought to conceive and grow until you cherish it, however, is sinful. Let's say that I want to quit smoking, and the thought smoke a cigarette comes to my mind. If I sit and think, Mmm, will I smoke that cigarette or not? My, that smoke will taste really good right now. What am I doing? Am I allowing the thought to conceive? I'm inviting it into my mind and cherishing it until the thought builds so big that finally, in desperation, I exclaim, Oh, I've just got to smoke. Then, before I know it, that's exactly what I'll do. Many smokers fail to quit because they continually say to themselves, I'm trying to quit smoking. Look at me. I am not in a terrible street. I feel sorry for myself. Is it any wonder that they go back to smoking when they are constantly thinking about it? Their failure is in thinking and thinking about the cigarette instead of immediately claiming power from the one who has well, power and say, No. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. I'm dead to it. Sinful thoughts are immediately rejected, have no power. Practice it and see. Habits are formed in the mind whenever the same thought pattern travels over and over again through the brain. You build up a superhighway that says yes to the sinful habit. What you are now attempting to do is say highway closed and then build another superhighway that says no to the habit. The wonderful thing about this process is that every time the mind is told no thank you, Lord, for the victory, I'm dead to the habit. It will accept new thought pattern more easily the next time and still more easily the next and the next until it becomes very easy to resist temptation and the evil habit has no strength. Learning to retrain my bad habits has been one of the most powerful things I have learned since becoming a Christian. When tempted with an unchristian-like thought, Reject it immediately. Don't wait five seconds. Don't even wait seconds. When the thought comes, say no. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. I'm dead to it. And then focus your thoughts on something else. To do this, you must first place something positive in your mind, and the best thing to fill it with scripture. When Satan assailed Jesus three times with strong temptations, three times Jesus immediately replied, It is written, When tempted to do wrong, you and I should also answer from the word of God. It is written. Focus on God's power, not on your problem. Remember the promise, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. The call of God to a world lost in sin is found in Isaiah chapter 45 verse 22. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. We so often fail when temptations attack because we concentrate on the evil thought to the point of cherishing it, rather than training our minds to instantly look to the one whose power enables us to shun the thought immediately. Let us praise God for making a way for Christians to successfully resist the devil's attack. The preaching of the cross is the power of God to us who are saved. First Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 18. The original Greek more accurately translates the last part of this verse as those who are in the process of being saved. If we don't have enough power to deal with the temptations we are meeting, then we are not focusing our minds on the cross. The cross was God's remedy for sin. It demonstrated to us just how awful sin really is in God's sight. If we can just look at the cross the symbol of God's incredible love to us in giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins, and see what our sins did to Jesus there, we will long to be free from them. One reason so many of us have such a hard time with our personal sins is that we measure them against what we consider to be larger, more hideous crimes. By comparison, we don't think of them as very bad, we don't use the same measuring stick God uses. So they don't appear in our sight to be sins that we need to flee from as fast as possible. The ultimate way to quit sinning is to sense what sin costs. The best way to sense what it costs is to realize what it costs God. We must come face to face with the fact that any sin we have labeled small is in reality terrible enough in the sight of God to merit the death of his son. Only when we finally comprehend the price that was paid in order for that sin to be forgiven, will it become loathsome in our sight. We will shun it entirely and find the victory we long for so deeply. My prayer is that you can always become victorious. Remain blessed. Amen. I was your presenter, Ian Mose.
0: Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the program, kindly write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 422 10 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is Nairobi at eku.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God keep you safe. I've been your host, friend and presenter Samuel Mwangi.